Generations to Hunt podcast, where the goal is to learn together and further the culture of hunting. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Generations to Hunt podcast. It's Joe and I, and then we've brought back a previous guest in Anthony Guerrera. I hope I pronounced it right. You did. All right, good. See, you've known me long enough. Practice in <laughs> Anthony, like how's, a, years. <laughs> how's it going? It's going. Yeah. Going. Yeah. <laughs> he just left work, so he's a little muddy and he's a little tired. So the only thing missing is probably a beer. Nope. No, no beer for me. No beer. <laughs> we, gave no him, we gave him a Mountain Dew call today. Shh. Oh, gosh. Well, I guess he's going to get in trouble now. <laughs> One glass. That's it. It's like half a glass. Yeah. It was for your welding throat. We won't tell your girlfriend. Yeah, she's going to hear it anyways. <laughs> Just hide this podcast. I can edit it out. Just be a long beep. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about Anthony's mouth. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, Anthony's going to – we're going to talk a little about how your deer season went. Uh, you know, so it uh, – bow season looked good. Gun season probably a little – Anticlimactic, yeah, <laughs> yeah, which always isn't always a uh, isn't always a bad thing. So yeah, I mean, how'd uh, how'd your bow season go? It started really rough. We had trespassers fighting with the neighbor. <laughs> the trespassers, mad. Yeah, actually, like <laughs> let me hunt your land. Well, no, he uh, started where my girlfriend was sitting. And she's texting me pictures of this guy walking around. And it turns out it's the neighbor, and he's 70 yards over the property line. Mm. And he said, oh, I'm looking at downed trees. Because I texted him saying, did you lose a deer? And he said, no, I'm looking at downed trees. I said, well, people are hunting. You know, get the hell out. <laughs> get your shit and get out. Down trees. And then, yeah, next thing you know, he's putting up, like, no trespassing signs on his property line and stuff. Starting shit with the landowners where we hunt and stuff. It's just. And then I shot at one. A really, really nice one, and I felt myself. I drew back. Everything felt great. Perfect distance. He was like 28 yards. Perfect wind. Everything light, and I felt myself right at the last second twitch. Mm. And I watched that arrow go right under him. That's always a good time. Yeah. I did that with a gun, <laughs> but I <laughs> I didn't get to watch the bullet miss it. I just could tell by the reaction and the lack of any blood or hair that uh, I missed it, but... It was a doe also, so a little easier to, well, not a little. It's a lot easier to to, to stomach than a, a big old buck. So. Oh, I was, it was rough. but And then yeah, I thought my bow was out of sight. I kept shooting at it and stuff and messing with my sight. And, but so do you think together. that it would have been easier to handle had you your bow been off? Or do you think that yeah. would have been? Yeah. yeah, it would have gave me a good excuse. But no, I, like, I felt as soon as I... Let that arrow go. I knew right away, like yeah. instantly. I'm like, well, clean miss is better than a crappy hit. So yeah, that's how I, when I did that with my gun, I knew right away that I jerked it. But yeah, I just I don't know. I've never any deer I've missed with my bow. Um, I've you know went and shot it, and I've never ran into the bow being off. So I've never you know would it would I feel better about it? Yeah, I get. I think it would give me the excuse, you know. You're, yeah, I you're went looking home for and something. shot it, and yeah, 
thirty yards bullseye. I'm like, son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> you're looking for something that's not your fault. Like if you can if you can make something not your fault, like uh, especially that situation, I think it does stomach it a little easier. But yeah, I mean, so was that first? I mean, I guess what part of October was that? Oh, that was uh, probably mid. Just one of those where I got out on the weekend and was able to make it. But I took a vacation. October 30th to, or no, October 29th to November 14th. Okay. So, and then I hunted day and night, every single day, hard. So, did you do all day sits during that time? A couple of them. A couple of them, yeah. And some of them, I didn't didn't get anything, but it still paid off to some of the stuff I got to see. Was your, I guess, was your rut, I guess, better or worse this year than years past? This was the most insane rut I've ever seen. Uh, so that, I, that's kind of how it was for me. Um, I thought my rut season was a lot more action-packed. I got, I thought deer, it felt like every deer in the woods wanted to run right to a call, whereas years past, I felt like it was really, really slow. But I've talked to a lot of people, and they had completely, I mean, they the uh, totally other way. Not even, I mean, to where it was November 5th, 6th, 7th, and they were, they had just deer acting like it was October 1st. So it was odd. <clears throat> Not where I was at. I was watching them just annihilate each I saw 15, 20 deer fights. It was really? awesome. I didn't see, mine wasn't nearly that much, but the age structure where I'm at was loaded with two-year-old deer. I mean, loaded with two-year-old deer. The amount of 100-inch deer I've seen this year was insane. Um now, they did start getting broke up as the season went on. I just didn't get to physically see the fight, um, and I think that might be more or less where I'm at. Now, I got to hear one, I, I mean, uh, but they were just just too far into the woods, you know, for me to see. But, yeah, it's I got to see a lot of things this year and hear a lot that I didn't normally see come rut. It was, my rut season was fantastic. It was a lot. This was one of the more stressful, <clears throat> but more fun seasons I've had. Yeah, I would say that's almost. Yeah, I would agree with that I would. My gun season was when things all kind of went south for me. The hunt went down. Other things happened, but um, my bow season was probably the best one I've had. The best bow season I've had in Michigan ever. Yeah, it was. It was a good, and I noticed too, a lot more mature bucks in our area got shot. Seeing a lot less little dinks and stuff getting shot. And so that made me pretty happy to see too. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, I just showed you guys some pictures of two two year old bucks that made it at one of the properties I hunt. And that's a big step. I mean, this is my first year of having cell cams, but like uh, in years past, about now, I mean, I'd get a year and a half field buck here year and a half field buck there so to have two two-year-old bucks make it i think is a step in the right direction and i did see a lot more two-year-old deer this year um at that at that specific property so i think that the people that are hunting it either are getting a lot more unlucky with young bucks or they're they're starting to do a better job of passing on on year and a half field bucks so that's always a step in the right direction luckily everyone where I hunt, we're all on the same page of everything. Try to keep it three and a half year old or bigger. And do your best not to piss off the neighbors. 
that guy. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> yeah, you can, you can say that. My neighbors just walk on my shit without permission after shooting a deer or two. I've never encountered that. I, this year was the first time I've had as many neighbor conflicts or interactions, but I wouldn't say any of them were negative. They weren't all positive, but the outcome wasn't like we're screaming at each other or something like that. Like I was, you know, everyone I talked to, we were able to have decent conversation and, you know, come to a common understanding of either, Hey, like we messed up or Hey, like, you know, this, this isn't marked that well, or, you know, Hey, listen, just come talk to me kind of thing. So I thought my neighbor interactions were all right, but the oddest one I had was um, opening day of gun season, the incident with Brady. Um, I'm not sure if you heard about, so opening day of gun season, my buddy Brady shot his first buck since I've known him. I think it was 18 years since he shot his last buck. Real good buck. Well, the property line, how it works is, we have our property line, then there's like 50 yards of consumer's energy property, and then the other neighbor's property line. Well, that guy acts as if though that consumer's is his, and he's a pretty nice guy, so we don't really argue a whole lot with him. Like, we, we don't, like, it's not worth fighting over, you know? Um, so he has his blinds right on the property line facing into that. Well, we have a tower blind that's probably... 40, 50 yards off of that consumer's line. Well, Brady's deer comes all the way around and he shoots it like right on the edge of that property line and it runs into that. Well, it ran right to that neighbor's grandson and he was getting ready to shoot it and it fell right in front of him. So this was in the morning. Um, they were going to hunt all day, so they asked that we didn't go get it until it got dark out. So Brady, after waiting 18 years to shoot a good buck, has now got to wait. He had to wait like eight more hours before he could even go get it. So that was the one of the more odd ones I've ever had. Um, but the ending, again, you know, it was it was pretty positive. So it wasn't a big deal. Well, that's not too bad. Then. No. I've never had a screaming match or anything. I've never actually had <coughs> to where a neighboring landowner was walking over onto property while I was hunting. I don't really have a screaming match when, you know, when you catch them when they're in the wrong. They usually tuck their tail pretty yeah. good. Yeah. But it's just, you get to a certain point, wait till it like, happens so many fucking times, you just like, dude, I can't be cool about this anymore. Because if Especially you're the cool the guy. person doing the same thing. Or it's like, yeah, or like the, yep. their party. I'm like, there's a certain point where it's just like, okay, like, I understand like the one guy shot the, like, he shot a doe. Like, well, I walked into the woods, and it bumped all these doe, and then he shot one. No problem, but common sense, all these fucking 50 does just start running towards him, and he shoots one. What do you think happened? Something probably bumped him. So he shoots it, and then walks directly on my my property without no permission, and comes up to my deer, or goes up to that deer, and, and then starts, like, fucking around with that. I'm like, dude, you're on my property. And I go up to him, go, oh, hey, how you doing? I'm a neighbor. And I'm like... Dude, I'm fucking hunting. <laughs> you're you're on my fucking shit. Not here to be your friend right now, dude. Yeah, I'm like, dude, like, he's like, well, you know, I just seen all these come up and I shot. I said, like, well, I fucking bumped. It's just like, 
it's so many times this shit happens. It just drives me insane. You can't yell. I mean, I'm like, dude, like, I don't want to be a dick and, like, call the DNR and all this. And, like, I really wanted to know where you shot this deer because I'm, like, 100 yards from the property line. And if you said you shot this damn fucker, this is one tough deer or you shot it over here. But it's yeah. just, ew, it was just, I like, I try one. not to do oh, I had a, well, you remember that a few years ago and that guy running from the cops ran on my property? Yeah. <laughs> And I had to pull my pistol on it. I'm oh. really glad I've never ran into anything quite like that. I mean... That was pure insanity. That's one of the craziest things that's ever happened to me in my life. You had to pull a gun on somebody? Yeah, yeah. I bet you Yeah, he was yeah. running from the cop, like, came all the way from Claire, crashed his car a mile down the road, ran through everyone's woods and stuff. I was going to get my sister, climbing down, texted her, hey, I'm going to come get you. It was her, her very first bow hunt ever. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, my sister Hannah that you met. Yeah. And so I'm walking down our lane at our farm, and I see somebody walking at me, and I'm like, Hannah, what are you doing? I was coming to get you. and didn't say nothing. And I saw it was a tall, skinny guy, so I thought it was my brother back there smoking. I'm like, hey, dude, you know we're hunting. What are you doing back there? I'm like, Robert. And he's like, I'm not Robert. I'm Greg. And then he comes running after me. So I, I drew on him. I'm like, get out of the fucking ground. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd have been tripping out. Did, oh, they, dude. did they come and arrest him? Oh, dude, the cops were there. Within 30 seconds. Because I kept, throughout the hunt, I could see police cars and helicopter and everything. I'm like, what is going on? Oh. And then, yeah, it turns out it was all that. And, they, dude, they had canines there. Our property was just full of state troopers. That'll make you happy. Did Not you, only are you His pissed, shoes are still in the garage. <laughs> Did you yell citizens arrest? No, I just. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Should have yelled America. <laughs> I just, I couldn't believe it. I'm just like, oh, my God. And then it turns out that he gave me his real name. <laughs> His what? name really was Greg. Why the fuck would you do that? I did. Seems like a real. And he win. left his uh, pregnant girlfriend in the car when he crashed it. Oh, that's, that's really, really nice, nice of him. him. Yep, well, that's, you know, one of them. It must have been a misunderstanding. I, it's I all bet, it had that, that guy must be a really nice guy. Dude, he ran through like barbed wire and everything too. Like he was <laughs> fucked <messed> up. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so. God that, bless his soul. That's probably the worst trespassing story that I've had. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've. Knock on wood, I haven't had anything close to that. And I think, you know, as far as neighbors go, I try to be more cordial than I probably need to be just because um, I would rather just not deal with it. But I also have ran into the, you know, the neighbors I hunt with. They don't hunt the same way I do, but they at least stay, you know, where they need to be, and whenever I've asked to come over there and track a deer, they've been pretty cool about it. So, I mean, I try to be cool. Like, the people I hunt on their property, um, he hunts on the other side of the river from where I'm at, and so does his mom and stuff, and they're the ones that are in charge of the property, but I've never had an issue with getting a deer on the other side of the river or nothing. They've always been super cool, super understanding. Like, they're great to deal with. Like, I'll tell you, if I... When the time comes for me to buy property, um, if it's not the property that butts up to where I hunt now, um, I think, like, my plan before I buy it is to actually talk to the people that own around it for that reason. Because I, the last thing I want to do is spend that much money and then be constantly stressed out about, you know, the guy down the road or the guy that butts up to me either. I Obviously, I don't know if they're going to trespass, but more along the lines of, are they going to be assholes? Are they going to let you retrieve a deer and stuff yeah. like that, or hunter harassment kind of stuff? So, so after all of that, 
your, your your season really kind of started come November when the rut kicked in, right? Yeah. Did you have some deer that you were kind of targeting yep. leading up into them, or did you just, you know, did you have anything kind of show up during that two-week period? Yeah. The, the one I shot, he was unexpected. Like, I've seen him before, but I had, like, just seen him. I didn't have any pictures of him or anything. But we had a really, really wide one that I, I wanted. And then we had another one who had, like, a club on one side. It was, like, full rack over here, but at the end of his time, it was like a club. And he was massive. And those were my main ones. But Do you think he fucked up his uh, tine and, like, uh, velvet or something? Like, smashed it or something? I don't know, because it was full-sized. I mean, it was, like, right at the end of his tine. It was just like a ball, like a mass. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah. I mean, I bet he was easily 135. Yeah. Yeah, that's... There's I, some big deer over there. there. Well, good. Let me know when any land comes available. Well, maybe I'll buy it. I don't know if you've looked. Well, the price, clearly, you're going to spend an ton of, a ton of... Gosh, I feel like you right now, Joe. I can't talk. Um... A ton of money, but like just finding land to buy right now is. Uh, well, you can find it. You're just going to. Yeah. You're going to pay so much. Well, man. you can find field. I mean, I've yeah. been looking and I'm, I'm not really in the market as of yet to, to buy land, but man, like. Um, Become a farmer. <laughs> you know how you make it. You know how you get a million dollars in your bank account being a farmer? Have a billion. I was going to say, yeah, have about 10 million to start with. Um, You'll have. After everything, you buy everything I'm seeing, you have a million. Everything I'm seeing for sale is like uh, sixty, and it's all it's, fucking it's road front, field. all road, like a front. lot of field or something like that. Now, don't get me wrong; a lot of it is drastically overpriced. I mean, when you're looking at twenty acres, four of it's tillable, and the rest of it is woods, and they want ten grand an acre, yeah, you can kick rocks. I'm not gonna pay that. Um, no. I say that now, but you know. Knowing me, eventually ten years from now, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that, now it's gonna be twenty thousand an acre. Yeah, buying buying land is uh, not an ideal activity right now. But I need people to, when I buy land, there better be things that are not field. Or the other fun thing I'm looking at now is the property is pristine. The house sucks, and I'm not trying to jump into that kind of project. Yeah. So yeah, if you find anything, let me know. I'm waiting for my daughter to get an age, find her a nice farmer. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm not too far. My kid's gonna be 13 in uh, 15 April, so five more years. Yeah, this is a year. Mine's a year old. Yeah. <laughs> so I got yeah. like 17 more years before yeah. I can. I mean, you can do arranged marriages now. Yeah, that's definitely not frowned upon in no. in the U.S. Well, this pizza better not spill. Boom. Oh my oh, god! I'll do almost spilled. So, I mean, was there anything like new? you were bringing to this season like were you like mobile hunting a little bit more or were you like i was being more aggressive with calling oh that's joe's favorite so i decided to try that i tried the rattling at first they would notice it but they didn't really care so you didn't i guess i should probably just let you finish talking but um when did you start rattling what part of the season early october mid-october mid-october Mid to late October, I would do just light sequences, just kind of like if I seen them far away, 
and do a little bit just to get their attention and see what they would do. And then, like, the hard rattling, I waited until, like, right before peak rut. Did you ever have any luck with it? Sometimes. Nothing, like, great came in, but the the grunting. So, that's where it with off. rattling, I guess I'm just, I got to figure something out because I'll listen to people who do it regularly, um, even in Michigan, and then... You know, you watch the YouTube videos. These dudes will hit antlers together, and, man, these bucks just come barreling in. And I can tell you, I have never experienced no, I've experienced it more with no. a grunt and a snort wheeze than I've ever seen them do it, it I, with a with a rattle sequence. I think it's people like you that always fuck with these little deer, and then they get educated, and then they're, when they're three or four years old, they're, that's fucking Bill Bob fucking banging the antlers together. I f- well, the I antlers one that. is not me because I generally don't. Do you said it all the time. You're like, oh, man, I'm going to do this. Well, maybe grunts or whatever. Oh, I'll grunt the shit out of a deer. Jesus Man, <laughs> fuck with them. The only time I've actually ever seen, I've called, I've grattled in one small buck in Michigan, and this year in Missouri was the first time that I'd actually seen a deer react in any, tor- like any sort of aggressive way, and it was a probably two or three-year-old eight-point, and he come out looking, and he just didn't see anything. That's why he didn't come. But I I try it every year, but, man, I can't. I don't even think it, it, it's, it's hard for me. Year. It's hard for me what, to convince myself. What rattles? Do you, you have actual sheds? Or? I had some sheds. Um, I don't really take them out much, though, just because, honestly, I'm lazy. But I got a little rattle bag, and... I don't know. I probably I probably won't take it out, but I say that every year. Yeah, I had the black rack, and I, I, you can't pack them, fuckers. I have those, and I let my brother borrow them about five years ago, oh. and they're still hanging in this tree. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's still got those, which is fine. Yeah, no. they're good. They're composite. They'll never break down. No, well maybe one day I'll get some, but yeah, I mean. I don't know, man. I'm just, a, I've never been a big caller, and maybe that's probably my struggles and all that, but like, it's so hard to, like, all you can do is do one fucking, like, contact grunt wrong, and they just blow them out of there or mm-hmm. something. So, I just feel like I got really good with grunting. With the, with the grunts. It's something I feel really confident with. So, if Over you. Over the last couple of years, I've gotten. So are you trying to to draw them in? Do you think you've been drawing them in, or just like just kind of feel out what they're doing? Like, I mean, like I don't do really any like blind grunts. Right. I'm not doing any blind calling. It never works. That's not true. Well, I mean, it, <laughs> it does work sometimes, but it's just like I just I myself never have luck with it. I hear other people like, oh yeah, I'll sit there. I'll tell you, a good majority of the deer I call in is by blind calling. Yeah, I never get anything to come in, but I'll see something and I'll just turn away. Make the grunt to point the opposite way, and I'll hit it, and then game on. And then if they start, to, if I feel like they start to lose interest, I'll do it again. Yeah. And I always wait till they're looking away and they're not paying attention, because I mean, them deer will pinpoint you. So oh fast. yeah, they know. It's insane. I'll say though, when I blind grunt, I'm more trying to portray a scene of what's happening. So, <clears throat> a lot of what I do is based off things I've physically seen while hunting. Like a buck chasing a doe, you know, so I'll do a couple real short kind of grunts or, um, you know, even 
a buck trying to just you know early season i don't hit it a ton but like you know i'll do just a quick short grunt or something like that but even like bucks as they're getting ready to fight you know you let out a long deep grunt or something like that um and just things like that when i'm blind calling now when i see a deer the way i call is a lot different the way i call is a lot more of a contact or aggressive type grunt like i'm either trying to portray a just a small buck just checking to see what's going on or i'm a buck that's trying to like i see you and i want to fight whether you know break out the snort wheeze or just a real long deep grunt that's what i've been and doing. see how he reacts i just look at it as if something's gonna run off from my crazy aggressive grunt then maybe it's something that i didn't want to shoot because there might be something bigger but that like the one i shot that was quite the calling. <laughs> and that was happening at 15 yards with me on the ground. Mm. I've never attempted that. I'd be... I, you I'd call be, to a deer when you're on the ground? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I'd be a little nervous about that. Oh, dude, I was shitting my pants. Because he, he was... Well, he was about 30 yards. Like, I'll tell the story in a bit. Yeah. I just would be too nervous that you're... Especially being on the ground <clears throat> of drawing attention to me... Um, and then getting busted, being seen. That that would be the only thing. Did you have would... it on a lanyard or something? Or Mm-mm. There's no way I'd be leaving my hands for my bow. I had, this. I had my hand on this bow, and I had it sticking out of a pocket of my backpack, and I was still wearing my backpack, and I was kneeling on the ground like my face touching the dirt. <laughs> and I reached behind me and grabbed it like that and then pulled it around. Jeez. It was stupid. <laughs> Was that the first buck? That was your first buck or that second? That was that big one, yeah. Or was that the first one you shot or the second yeah, one? that was the first one. Okay. The spot and stalk one. My first ever successful spot and stalk. Wild, isn't it? Dude, it's a whole nother ball game. If I could be successful doing it, I would do that. I don't know that I would ever hunt another way. It's a lot of work, but it's... It makes you never want to go in a tree stand again. Yeah, it's exhilarating. Yeah. For sure. Like, it's, it's tree stand hunting... On steroids, like it's it's crazy how much more because your adrenaline rush is the entire time. Oh, I bet I've never had an adrenaline rush like that. Just dumping, dude. That was by far like the most fun, stressful, just everything hunt it's I've like ever you, had. You just shotgunned a whole Red Bull, dude. <laughs> <laughs> shotgunned a whole case yeah. Red Bull, like. <laughs> And then told to sit in a quiet room for five hours. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, yeah. Just hear your heartbeat just fucking thump. Because you have to, you're way, way up here, you know, on, on the moon. But you, you know, mentally, but physically, you got to be like, you know, just a, a lion. Let's just stealthy. I had to keep talking to myself over and over, like in my head, like, you stupid bastard. If you mess this up, like. Be calm, be cool, be quiet, take your... And I had to keep telling myself, take your time, like, over and over. I think you have to be mentally pretty tough to stalk deer. And maybe people who do it all the time think I'm crazy. But for me, I had the same thing, right? Like, where I couldn't physically see the deer when we were doing it. So I just kept thinking, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. And so I kept wanting to stand up. And I know if I would have stood up, it would have ruined everything. So, like, yeah, I had the same conversations in my head. And I did have the benefit of a second person that was able to actually see the deer, which helped me probably more than anything. Otherwise, I probably would have blown it. But, yeah, you, 
when you're crawling, like, yeah, you just, it's because it takes so long for everything to transpire. You just have so much that goes Always. on. <laughs> yeah, you're just sitting there talking to yourself, like, second guessing almost every move you make, you know, trying to think what the deer is going to do. And part of that for me was what was so exciting about it, especially when it comes together. Yeah, it was. It was all completely unexpected. Like I didn't go out that morning expecting to do a spot and stalk. Were you in? Well, we're just gonna get into well, it. So, were you in your tree stand, or did you just walk out there and like? No, ah. I was actually. It was like a little after nine, and I was. I did not layer up enough, so I was freezing. Those were good morning. It was pretty windy. I'm like, oh man, it was sunny and clear, but it was cold that morning. What day was this? Like, um, oh, I don't remember. What? I, I can tell you every day. I want to say like November 6th or 7th or okay. something. That's something fine. like that. That's a good time frame. At least we know it's. It was, and you, it was, you said you took your rotation from like the 30th or 29th, I think, October to November 14th. So you've been hunting hard. Yeah. So. And I was already like physically drained, you know, like go to bed at. Watching hunting movies at night, going to bed at like midnight, one in the morning, waking Dude, up at five. I wish people could understand that draining. Like non hunters will not understand. Like you're you a zombie. Mean, like like what do you mean you just sat in a tree? Dude, it is so much fucking. You know how many naps I took? Like I'd get out there in my tree stand, it's dark, put my feet against a little footrest and put my head against the tree and then take a half hour power nap. Yeah. So you hear the first crunch of leaves and then you're up. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it's when you're doing daylight to dark sits or not even even like it sounds odd right it's like new having yeah. to go like having to go to your job most certainly um does kind of give you a break right so we hunt to kind of relax and take a break from all the rest of our lives but when you're hunting for for 2 weeks straight you know and that's all you're doing it is it's physically draining it's mentally draining um, and it's rewarding though when it happens, right? And it always happens. I don't know that part. I, I tell <laughs> I you, know it, it just it just seems like uh, <clears throat> when it finally comes together is when you're like at that moment of like, all right, I, I need a break. I've had enough, you know. And then all of a sudden, bam, you know, something ridiculous happens, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, you know, I could do this for another two weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt. Yeah. yeah. I was drained. I went out. I seen a lot. That was one of the most action-packed mornings that I've seen action. It was I saw like four different fights from all different bucks. And most of them were smaller, you know, but it's still super cool to see. Oh yeah. One of them hit my tree. Like when they were fighting, they hit the tree and I'm like, "Come on, dude. Like it's a small tree." <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, man, and it was just a really fun, eventful morning, and then, like, a light switch. At, like, a little after 8, everything just died. So what kind of habitat are you hunting? Uh, Kind of, I'm about 60, 80 yards from the river, and I'm not too far off a of field edge, like 30 yards off a of field edge. I'm, like, um, probably 80 yards from the corner of it, but... Is there a big elevation change, or...? No, it's fairly flat. Very flat. But they logged out the woods a few years ago, and there's two, like, paths that they use that basically turn into, like, ditches. So the deer will kind of run those, too. And uh, I was watching them all morning, and I'm like, 
just freezing and shaking. So I'm about to get down. I lower my bow. And when I swing myself over onto my climbing sticks, I looked over to where I usually walk. And through this little opening, you know, like when you see an antler reflect off the sun, you know what it is right away. There's nothing in the woods that looks like that. I'm like, so I pull my binoculars up and I saw his head turn. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, there's no way. And then, like, I saw another head and it was a doe. I was like, he'll never come over here. And I know the spot that they're kind of hiding in. It's like an interior like a two-acre meadow that's surrounded by trees. They're perfectly safe there. They got no reason to leave. So I'm like, oh, what do I got to lose? I got to go through there to get to my car anyway. So I walked a little bit, but it was kind of loud, and luckily there was some wind. So I crawled, and I army crawled to where there's two openings, one on each side of that meadow. And I kind of got up, and I saw the direction she was facing, and he was facing. I'm like, oh, this one's not going to work, this first opening, because they're going to go way to my right. So I got in the ditch, crawled through a ditch, which sucked. <laughs> yeah. Did it have water in it? A little bit here and there. Yeah. <laughs> it was not. And you were already cold. Well, I imagine at this point you probably warmed up. Oh, dude, right? my adrenaline was pumping. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I go through the ditch, come out, and get to the other opening. And that, from my tree stand till I got to that other opening, was like probably around two hours. Wow. Holy shit. How but far was it? Probably about 200 yards. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it took a while, but I was like, you know, be patient. Come on. Like, this will be worth it if it pulls off. And it's like, this ain't ever going to happen. But I'm like, oh. Well, the nice it. thing about the bad <coughs> time of the year when the buck's better with a doe, like, you do get the help of the fact that they're not going to move. Like, cause if she tries to get up, he's just going to move her. You know, he's moved her there for a reason. Um, so it does afford you a lot more time as if you tried to, like, if you tried to do that in October, I imagine they, they would have gotten up, like, you know, a couple of times and moved. So that time of year, spot and stalking, especially, I mean, it sounds like the conditions where you got a windy day, he's locked down with the doe. I mean, I don't know if it gets a whole lot better than that. Basically, I don't tell myself, don't spook the doe more than, like, him. Yeah. Because even if he thinks something's going to happen, I've seen him where, like, so many times in hunting videos and stuff, they still stick around. But if that doe goes, they're right. gone. Yeah, the, the, I've <coughs> seen where they're, like, shot and the doe just fucking – and hit. he he knows there's danger, but he's like, nope, I'm not leaving her. It's yeah. Like, tilting his head. And... I saw that one video, a real tree video, where the guy shot that deer with a bow three times. <laughs> Or, or two times. Either way, it was multiple times, and that buck still stayed. Jeez. I, my second year in Ohio, one of the guys shot the deer, double-lunged it, acted like it didn't even got hit, kept chasing does. So he fucking pulled his crossbow back again, taps it again, and his entrance on both shots were maybe an inch apart on the first two shots. And... uh he actually thought he missed it the first time. That's how little the deer reacted. And then he knew he hit it the second time, and it, like, looked around or whatever and still circled back around chasing them does. And then he pulled his crossbow back again and shot it a third time. And, like, uh, an hour later, it was still alive. And he had put one single lung and two double lung shots on this deer. It's insane how tough they are. Mm. Did you see the one that Drury Outdoors posted today of the that buck with the neck all fucked up? No. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my. I don't even know how this thing's a fucking alive. I seen one where uh, 
house right there. They got shot in the guts, and there was like a you could see through the deer on a trail cam picture, which I think is nuts. But it's insane how tough they are. You hear of them missing legs and walking on bone and stuff. Or meanwhile, I'm over here crying because my back's a little sore today. Dude, yeah, it's oh just, Jesus, it's just so insane how tough these animals get and like their will to live and all that. You see that? Isn't that insane? If anybody's listening, man, go watch Jury Outdoors on their Instagram. They posted a, a video of this buck. He's rough, dude. I don't even... I don't know. He looks like he either got attacked or, like, got caught in a fence or something. Yeah, and, like, ripped it. That's wild. Well, That's uh, insane. It's got a... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, back to your story. So, two hours has gone... Have you had any text communication with anybody? Did you say, hey, I'm getting down and then here for even for two hours or nope. anything? Or, okay. Nope. Everyone thought I was, because I, I plan on sitting until noon. Okay. And then I was down, like, dude, I'm just too cold. I'm sitting there, you know, shaking and everything. But, yeah, I got to that other opening. I could see the doe, but I couldn't see him, but I, I knew he wasn't leaving. So I'm, like, on my knees. I got my face in the dirt, reach behind me, grab my grunt call, hit it, <laughs> and I see her. Start moving to my left, which I'm like, oh, man, my wind. I'm like, crap. So I finally get a glimpse of him, and he's about 30 yards, but he's kind of looking in my area looking for something. It's thick. Like, it's really thick in that crap I'm in. Like, you're, it, it's, it's just like a bunch of, like, briars and Kind of like thickets and stuff. Thickets. And um, so I hit the grunt call again, and he's kind of ignoring it now. Like, he don't care. He don't see anything. So they kind of start veering off. And then I did a snort wheeze with my mouth, and he got pissed. And he starts coming at me, and he's looking, and he starts stomping the ground. He made a scrape right there, and I'm like, oh, man. How far is he? At that point, he's probably still about 30 yards. Still, that's your way. When you're, when you're at a mature buck at 30 yards, I don't, I mean, it's different how big they look on the ground. It's all, and then he started kind of looking around and doing, you know, that head bob thing, looking, and he has no idea I'm there. And uh, he turns and looks at the doe, and then I did a snort wheeze again. And then he started coming in. And uh, he's walking right at me and looking directly in my direction, but he still didn't see me. I'm like, oh, man, this is all I got. So I waited till he looked back at the doe to check on her. And when he did, I'm on my knees with my face in the dirt, and I drew my bow back, and it took everything I had. And uh, he kind of turned a little broadside. So as soon as he did that, I sat up like this, and he looked at me, and I was just like, and just sent it, and I saw the blood just, and it was, it was awesome. Yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, was it like just the, just the motion of pulling like that through, or just this being so, like, cold? Probably or? cold, and my limbs felt locked, I had been crawling that whole time, Yeah, and then... Yeah, bent over, pulled with my face in the ground like this. And, you know, I had a backpack on. I had some layers and stuff. And it's just like everything that felt like was fighting against me. But as soon as I sat, or sat up like that, though, and that deer looked at me, I was like, put the pin right where I wanted it. You have a single pin? <coughs> a single pin? Or yeah, the Tetra. Okay. Did you kind of just have it in a general one? or? I figured if, I, if I'm if i going to get a shot, it's going to be under 20 yards. So I just cranked it right at 20. And then... Mm-hmm. Slipped it in there, and yeah, that was... Just punched her. And then I called my girlfriend, and she could tell instantly by my voice I hit something. (laughs) 
it's so, always a fun phone call. Yeah. Would you? Uh, what kind of broadhead and stuff were you using? Tripans. Okay. Yep, and uh, Maxima Red Arrows. Just zipped right through them, or did it? It stuck in there, and it wasn't a complete pass through, but it buried. Yeah. How far did he go? Uh, well, he went across the river, followed the blood trail, and then he ran, and we waited like an hour. I can't believe he made it that far. Because when, when I gutted him, I demolished both his lungs. <laughs> and uh, went across, or I, when I was walking up to the river, because it was a beautiful blood trail. Like, it was, you know, one of those you're constantly walking, you never stop. And I saw him run in the field. I'm like, oh, no, because on the other side of the property, then people will not let you get a deer. Jesus. So I followed him into the field, and uh, he, I watched him bed down, and he was looking pretty wobbly you know what i mean so he sat down so i'm like okay but he kept looking around so i'm like oh i don't think he's gonna die quite yet so i drew my bow and i walked up to him and he took off running again but then i saw him stop lay down get back up go in the thicket stop so i'm like all right so we waited a while i go back in there and i followed and it was beautiful blood like i cannot believe he made it that far and when i walked in i saw him standing there but he wasn't looking at me, and there was a deer trail that went right to him, and it was just perfect dirt. I'm like, I think I can do this. I'm like, I've already went this far. So I drew my bow, and I got 15 yards from him again, and then drilled him, and he just dropped. Really? Right there. So how long did you wait before you, like, you, you shot, and did you watch him, and then you back, did you back out? or, or did Yeah, you... I, I called my girlfriend to call my friend. We waited and stuff. Yeah, probably about an hour. And he still was a fucking... Yeah, and I mean, I as soon as that arrow hit him, I, the blood, like, just shot right out. Because I hit him, he was cornering away, so I sunk an arrow right here. And it went through both lungs, and it hit this shoulder blade. Like, it was perfect. Right. Yeah, I mean, usually that, <coughs> when they hit that outside shoulder, like, like that, and you get penetration and stuff, it just fucks them And up. it was buried right to the, like, the arrow was still in him when I got to him. Wow. I can't believe it didn't break, but, like, dude, it was, that hole was wicked. I don't, I don't know how he made it that far. Wow, so you had a, sh- he had a spot and stalked this deer twice. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, my friend, he showed up, my girlfriend showed up, and then, uh, the landowner, I called him, he came out with his truck, too, and helped and everything with it, and, you know, super thankful that he's as cool as he is and everything. And it was just, when I walked up on that deer, I could not believe how big he was. Yeah. Explain him a little bit. I mean, rack-wise. So, let me pull the picture out. Yeah. So, he, he broke off part of his rack <clears throat> after the G2. Um, He's got a sticker coming off his right side, off the front. So... Taxidermist said he probably would have been like at least a 150 if he didn't break that part off. Yeah. But his uh, bases are way bigger than my wrist. Like, I cannot get, I mean, they're like this. I can't get my fingers all the way around them. Jeez. By far the biggest bases of any deer I've ever shot. Is that your biggest buck today? You think? Well, if if he had that other side, yeah. 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 I think he so. broke it off right past that G2, which yep. is a. And he broke it off in velvet, too. Wow. Oh. So, um, it was super cool of him to do that. But yeah, if he would have held, I mean, it would have been like a 19, around 19, 20 inch spread. Like, I mean, he's masked. Like, the pictures don't do him justice. You know, he was like 211 pounds dressed. (laughs) 
about had a heart attack dragging him. I bet. Why'd buddy. you drag him? You got to get a deer cart, my man. <sighs> I got to get rid of this. Oh, <laughs> man. I, uh, deer cart, quad, something, man. I, I, uh, it was only like a 30 yard drag. I don't Because we had to truck in the field. Oh, yeah. Oh. But, um, you didn't make your girlfriend drag him? She would have helped. She likes doing that stuff. She did, like, her deer when she shot it, she dragged it all by herself. She gutted it and everything. I think I'm going to try that next year. See if Lindsay just wants to drag my deer out of the woods. She did. She kind of helped me this year. She was pregnant, so she couldn't do a whole lot. But, you know, she was Now there. she doesn't have an excuse. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure uh, if I shoot a deer and tell her to drag it out, yeah, I'm sure nothing bad will happen. I'm sure. Yeah. As, you're, as you'll be mounted on the wall. <laughs> yeah. No, my girlfriend, she's super awesome and that's very involved very helpful like she wants to be out there when we're setting tree stands trail cameras everything so when i called her like her and my friend mike they came out and it was a lot of fun yeah. did you gut it before you took it to the truck yeah do you think i i shouldn't be judging of people but i do judge a little bit do you think it's insane people that like pull their deer out of the woods before they gut it Seems like a lot of extra work. I mean, you know, you could shave off sixty pounds pretty quick by gutting, then that's a lot of weight. Yeah. There's sometimes like in my my backyard that well, I'm two. I couldn't. I just grabbed the tractor and I brought them. I brought them to the barn because I was. I didn't want to freeze my ass because I shot two does and I was like, dude, I'm gonna be out here for like an hour and a half. So I just took them to the pole barn. Gutting deer. Dude, this is when I had COVID. Remember, I couldn't. Even, remember. I'm just saying. I, I couldn't do nothing. An hour and a half. I couldn't do anything. Here's like a long amount of it time. It does. It, I, Six minutes. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying like, I'm like, I'm not going to dick around. It sounds like you were actually going to dick around. <laughs> I, do, I was so sick, man. So I just grabbed the tractor and I just didn't gut them. I just grabbed them with the tractor, put them in the pool bar and turned the heat on. And then I got it on like a big old cardboard sheet. And then I just took the guts in the tractor bucket and dumped them. I mean, sometimes there's, it's okay not to gut it. Like, if you know you're going to be taking a bunch of pictures or something and you want to drag it out to, like, a more open area, yeah. then, yeah, but, like, I mean, the landowner is named Joe. Um, he told me, you know, go ahead and gut it right here because, I mean, we were five feet from a creek. So, you know, yeah, I wash my hands uh, out and everything. Yeah, well, that's an ideal perfect place. The worst is, like, now, you know, there's, like, snow out and then uh, – well, I don't deal with this anymore because I use the gloves because I've learned people can make fun of me all they want, but my hands aren't. The the ones yeah. that go up to here? Uh, shoulder, yeah, the old the ones that they use. Yeah. Nerd. Um, <laughs> but I remember growing up, like, I'd shoot a doe, like, late season, and then uh, you go gutter or whatever, and there's snow on the ground, so you use that. Oh, my gosh. And then all the fat hardens up on yeah. your hands and everything. And yeah, your hands. And then you go, when you get up to the house, you go to wash your hands and like. They burn. Cold. Yeah, yeah. cold water feels like it's a million degrees. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. Good times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that like layer of like sh- that fat sheen you get on your hand. Ugh. Like you can't like that get it. takes a week to get yeah, off. Yeah, you yeah. can't. Like, ah. You know how many times I've like sat the knife that I got the deer with in the sink i'm like well i'm gonna let this soak because then it'll be easier to clean yeah, yeah. never the is. other the nah. other fun thing is doing the treasure hunt like when it gets dark doing your treasure hunt for your knife through a gut pile because you're an idiot and set it down next to the deer and then pull the guts out on top of oh it. yeah did that before. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's slippery when you do find it and you're like cutting out the esophagus and then 
And you're like, yeah. oh, I don't know if that's mine or the deer's. But yeah. Oh, I've done that, yeah. <laughs> but that's the only downside to the gloves is you can't really feel a whole lot. But I'll tell you right now, I can get made fun of all I want. Them little $2 set of gloves are money. I like it. Because when I get done, I just take them off, roll them up, and then have the throw, only th- throw them in the the farmer's field. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> um, I, I see, generally throw I see them all in the my... buck bombs in your in your field. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I generally try to throw them in my backpack and then try to remember to throw them away. Uh, Tell them next season you. Yeah, open up. <laughs> about April when I get ready for turkey season, I quickly am reminded that uh, I in fact did forget to throw that away when I opened my backpack and it smells <sighs> like death in there. Yeah, that happens to me. I still got a cooler. In the back of my car from when we went camping this summer. So hopefully there's no fish in it. That's no, there's nothing works. like that in there. It should be, I think there's a jar of pickles in there, and that's about it. <laughs> At least it's pickles. But I'm sure it, it was full of ice. So Ooh, that water's really murky. <laughs> oh, she's gonna be getting bleached pretty hard. Yeah. This spring. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, that was. I mean, just pure insanity. Like, because the actual encounter with him. From when I got ready till when I shot was a minute. It just went so So quick. you had velvet pictures of him. Was that one of the deer that you were going after, or you just kind of seen Oh, I never had velvet pictures of this one. Uh, how did you know I broke his? Or... Because, I, oh, I forgot to tell this part. So a guy messaged me. He saw my picture on Michigan Buck Bowl, and he messaged me, and he lives half a mile down the road. And he's got pictures of him that he took. And he took a bunch of pictures, too. And he had pictures of him after he shot his velvet alive and everything. And it was cool. How did he break it off in velvet like that, dude? I'm not sure. That's got to hurt. Does it hurt the deer, you think? I think it would matter, like, when. Like, the buck I have that I got this year, I'm almost positive that he did something to it in velvet to make it like stop growing the whole side. I didn't see a visible injury. Um, and as far as genetically, I don't have a ton of deer like that in the area. So I wouldn't think that it was a genetic issue, but, um, the other thing could be a, like a bug. I've heard of bugs or whatever getting in there or like infection, which would stop it growing. There's a lot of things that would negatively impact it. But as far as it hurting, Man, I don't know. I would think so because I feel like they're very sensitive until it hardens. But well, you got blood vessels going through there, so I imagine yeah. there's some sort of nerve or something. Yeah. Maybe. Right. So I imagine it probably isn't the coolest feeling in the world, but well, yeah, because they, I imagine I you know I've read that it itches and stuff. Yeah, it itches. Like when they're sh- uh, shedding. When they're shedding, yeah, that's stuff. what. Yeah, that, so they get it off. But I would, I, I, I'd have to say it would all depend on when and how it happened right like if it was you know he was walking through the woods right as it was developing it and like hit it and stunted the growth then yeah yeah, i don't know if it would hurt that bad or like if it got an infection but if it was all the way out and he like got hit by a car or some some like that broke it off yeah that that seems like it would hurt Hmm. i don't know i'll see if i can talk to uh talk to the deer All right. So, did you like after that? Did you kind of like hang up? Were you like, man, I'm done, or for a moment, or did you like? Nope, I went out that night. That night, you're like, all right, round two. Yep, went out that night. Went out the next morning, and then the next night, 
I shot that other one, and he was nowhere near as good, but as, you know, we're trying to get the bad genetics out, and I know some people it's like, oh, there's no such thing as doing that, you know, but it seems to be working. We got a bunch of other guys that got a bunch of bad deer out over the last few years, and I've definitely noticed a change in the herd in that area. A lot more, I don't know, heavier, like better looking deer. Yeah, I'm not big on the genetics, but I think that's probably a conversation for a, a different day. Um, it's not something I've really ran into uh, as far as trying to, or I guess, have a bunch of goofy deer running around. But, yeah, I think that, yeah, our opinions are a little bit different on that. If it was just me hunting around there or, like, me and, like, one other person or something, I wouldn't even bother. But, like, everyone in those couple of square miles, like, we're all on the same page. And over the last couple of years, I mean, we've all noticed the difference. You're starting to get a lot nicer mainframes now instead of these weird-shaped, crazy-looking. Because when I first started hunting there, I've seen racks that I've, like, never seen before. What was the age structure when you first started hunting there? Of me or the deer? The deer, obviously. <laughs> um, not a lot. Not a lot of older deer. You'd see some, but, I mean, when I first started hunting there, like, a two-and-a-half-year-old, I was like, oh, yeah, like, sweet, you know. So do Look you at think that. that the age structure of the deer has improved since you've hunted there? Absolutely. And so do you think that has more to do with the type of racks you're seeing as opposed to the bucks that you guys are taking out? No, because some of the older goofier rack deer i see are still goofy rack they're just bigger okay but i mean that's just what i'm seeing in the woods there at the time yeah i mean we, we could do an entire podcast on this this specific i have no <laughs> fucking ideal because i'm not a marine biologist Marine. I'm just I, well, I was about to I, say, boy, I, Joe. I, I know. It's just the thing is, I I have no my fucking deal. But I, I don't. Can't. I don't hundred percent, you know, sure know if it works or not. But we figure, me and all the other guys, we're like, if you're seeing results, I see it. that result. That I mean, looks it, good it, to me. It's That's worth a I'm... shot, you know. We figure, why not try it? And like I said, we've been seeing results, so it's just like, well, you know, like, and I know some areas like, you can never get away with doing it. It would never work. Do they shoot a lot of does in your area? Yeah. You think that's helped? No, because it's not enough does being shot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll sit out there and you'll see 30 does, like all different does, because all 30 of them are in front of you. So how many does did you guys shoot in the area this year? I mean, I guess between the group of guys that you talked to. This year, not a lot. Probably six. So I would have told you probably a month ago, like, oh, that's a pretty good number. And then we brought a guy named Elliot Hubbard on here, and he said, what, they shoot, like, 40, 45? See, that's what needs to happen. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was blown away, I mean, at the fact that they have they work together to shoot that, that amount of deer off of a property. So, yeah, like, you know, up until that podcast, I would have thought – you know, six, seven, eight deer, you know, does on one property. Like, man, like that's pretty good, you know, kind of thing. And and I know Elliot's not all off of one property. I think he, you know, everyone kind of in the area, but um, even in a square mile, six, six does, and yeah, in a square mile, 
really isn't that big, you know. No, and if you're the no, only you're... one that shot them, you know, what you need is is every person in that square mile to to shoot six does, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, absolutely. Like over at our family farm, which you know about, you know, um, we used to shoot those. This year we didn't, but usually, you know, we'll smoke a few does out of there. Um, and we've definitely noticed results with that. So do you think that your doe population has gotten better as far as lower numbers since you started hunting until now or kind of stayed the same? Or oh, what? I feel like the doe population has exploded. I mean, it is. It's it's unreal. It's a, it's a problem. I've never seen so many does in my life. And I said that last year, and this year it's even worse. <clears throat> I never went out one time and didn't see deer. Yeah, I guess the reason I ask is because you said during your rut you've seen a lot more rutting activities. So generally, you know, the lower does you have in the area, the more competition. So I was just wondering if maybe that, there was a correlation there to kind of what you had going on. I think what happened is it's just my spot is why I'm seeing it. Because where I'm at, there's a curve in the river, and there's two trails that come from across the river. And those two trails, when they cross, they're like 10 yards apart. Hmm. And on the other side of the river you see see him fighting like crazy like the other side of the river is a sweet spot like where my buddy joe sits and stuff i saw so many deer over there it was unreal i mean there's one day i mean you'd probably see 80 deer in one set but they're all over there they're all where you can't shoot them yeah but i mean i'd still see you know a few by me but the mature the really good ones are hanging out over there but that's you know, their side and stuff, and I've yeah. never asked to sit over there and respect things. <laughs> Did they shoot anything or what? Yeah. Yeah, his wife got a, a dandy 12-point, a freak. I mean, that thing is awesome. It was one of my – I would have loved to shoot it like a target buck, but I was super happy to see her get it. She yeah. shot it with a bow and everything. He got a nice one. She tagged out. She got, a, I think, an 8.2 after that. It's a pretty good season. But yeah. you know, <laughs> he got one, and then his mom, who's, like, in charge of the property, Cindy – nicest lady ever she got a big seven point um i don't know if her husband got one or not or maybe he got it. i can't remember but there was some deer taken off they got some good stuff over there so i was glad to see that yeah and then i drove by not too long ago and i saw a few out there so I like i know some big ones survived damn yeah. you have any trail cameras still up or what yeah i got a tactic cam over there still i should nice. probably <laughs> go get I'm actually thinking about moving my other cell cam out to the property in Corona just to see what's, uh, if I can get some of these bucks I've been seeing, but just kind of see what made it through. Um, just because, I mean, I, up until a week ago, I didn't really think anything had made it through because gun season was kind of a, you know, dead. But it's nice to see those bucks make it through. Mm-hmm. You know, you ever you do any shed hunt or anything out there? Or? Yeah, but I never find anything. Shed hunting is, I don't know how people do. I I don't understand it either. Like, there's this one guy, uh, Clint Casper. He's a fucking maniac, dude. That guy's super good. And like, he he like he found these like set of shreds, and like he was like explaining in an episode or something. Like, I found these sheds, and that's what captured that. That's what made me f- know where this deer is at. I'm like, how? I don't understand like how they break that down. I don't know. And then he shot it the following year, and it's like, what in the fuck? <laughs> it's so crazy like that. Did he shoot it late season? What? The the next year, did he shoot it in late season or what? I think so. Yeah, so I mean, I guess that makes sense because then generally that deer will go back to that territory, yeah. you know. But 
Shed hunting's hard. I would say the best time, my experience is if you have a late season food source, like the the best year I ever had was when I went out with Tyler and the property we were at, um, they had left the corn stand in all year. Well, then butted up to it was a bunch of CRP and thick wood, so they just bedded all around there. Well, you know, we found 10 sheds on a 38-acre property, but we also ended up finding, like, three dead bucks that had already shed, you know, so it, it was, you know, kind of hit or miss. But that was my experience is if, if you've got some form of bedding, which bedding is rough because it's so thick, you know, and everything looks like a shed, you know, then, but... I'm no expert and I haven't found a ton, but my experience finding them is right on the food source, like a winter wheat field or a corn field, something like that, or right on a bedding area. Yeah, I found like two or three. (laughs) (laughs) I found one last year. Yeah, I just found one, and that was on public land. The other places I hunted, I didn't find any. Um I'm hoping this year because it was drier that I'll find another one. My buddy, I was with my buddy, and he found a small one in the neighbor in the landowner's backyard. It was next to the pond, but it was up, butted up to like some thick stuff. But it's a crapshoot. I mean, some people live for that more than they do deer hunting. Yeah. I know some people that travel to other states like Iowa and Kansas specifically to go shed hunting. I don't know about that. Like, I mean, I'll put some miles on come. March, you know, and, and I'm always out rabbit hunting now, so I'll, I'll look here and there, but. If I was at a hunt at the following year, I might do that. Because a lot of them guys, you know, like David Riley and all that, and them guys are saying that they find some of their target spots in February. That's how they find their spots for the following season. Yeah, 100%. So I, I, don't, I pay attention during turkey season. Yeah. But I, the nice thing about February and early March is the snow tells you that the trails are a lot more defined yeah right the problem is is like where i rabbit hunt i can't deer hunt so if i could deer hunt it man like the amount of things i like man where i would put stands like i and i actually shed hunt it too just because of that reason even though i can't deer hunt it i, I really like shed hunting but like um out of you know mike's property there we're not going to move a lot of the stands but you get an idea of where deer are moving. I mean, obviously, I've got trail cameras up, but also, like, if, if I went out there right now, though those stands have been there long enough that I know they're in good spots, but I know that I'm going to have deer running by them, you know. Um, but if you're going to hunt, like, public land or if you've picked up a new property, man, that early season, you know, or late, early, early year, I don't know, that winter time of year in – January, February, March, where you can clearly see a, a, a thick trail and stuff like that is 100% where I would start looking to put up um, stands. Um, mainly because, like, in the summer, you'll see kind of beat-down trails, but come that velvet, those trails sometimes will just die off. Whereas those trails that I find in, like, February and, you know, January and March – tend to be a little bit more reliable and giving me information on where deer are going to be while I can actively hunt them. See, I found a different thing too. Like where my stand is at our farm, it's a, there's a bedding that I found that I didn't mean to like 50 yards away. And I found it by accident because I, one year I noticed a balloon there and I heard about that. And I'm like, all right, that's kind of cool. 
Well, then the very next year, there was another one there. And then that's when I set my stand there. And the next thing you know, that's when I shot that one last year, that big one. Yeah. I think it was a fucking monster. That thing was stupid big. Yeah. I guess we got so many. That's the one that I used for the title page, right? Yeah. For your, your episode. There was like, there were so many people that were like, that's not a Michigan deer. I was like, dude. I know. I got, dude, I actually got a lot of hate mail from people like on different pages and stuff that, you know, that the picture was featured on. They're like, that's a fence deer. And, you know, Michigan doesn't have deer like that. I'm like, dude, that's at my family farm in Ovid. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, fuck <laughs> you, bro. Like, I'd be so happy if I shot a deer and people started accusing me of shooting a fence deer. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, it's probably annoying to deal with, I mean, but like, it's, it's their shitty way of giving you a compliment. If people are accusing me of shooting a, a fence deer, yeah. um, Jeez. you know, a fence deer, um, man, I think it's funny. Well, the thing I, too you know, is, it's like, like, it's like you really think that's a fence deer? Like, that's the most typical. Yeah. Yeah. Looking, I mean, mainframe eight with that four-inch sticker coming off the front. I mean, yo, yeah. Yep, I couldn't afford the the non-typical right. three hundred-inch fucking buck that I yeah. couldn't afford the twenty thousand dollar <laughs> one, so I took the two thousand dollar one. I can't afford the two thousand dollar one. <laughs> Two hundred dollar option. I'll th- maybe. Yeah, I'll take that. that. Yeah, two hundred dollar yeah. option. That's a spot. <coughs> Fuck, I'll take that, man. <laughs> it's been that rough a year, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got I got a lot of crap for that one. I just I didn't care. It's like I I mean, I had my buddy with me. We dragged it off my properties up on my wall. Yeah. Right. I ate him. You know, like I don't care what anyone thinks. That's like cool. this one too. If he had his other side. I'm sure some people would say something. No, oh, yeah. I've never had anyone give me a lot of shit, even my Kansas buck, but I think it's more or less where I shot. Yeah, I've already seen that. I mean, that, um, that thing is a... They didn't... Uh, the yeah. thing I got there was uh, I got a lot of messages not asking me where I shot it, but they're looking for where I shot it. And so I just kind of was able to give... I gave vague details about kind of where it was at. I didn't tell anyone where i shot it but that was what i and that was what i encountered with my kansas buck was just tons of people like because it's public land they wanted to know where i shot it so tell them the heart if i have any advice for you guys if you hunt public land uh, i would very quickly shut up like don't don't oh, talk yeah. about it because uh like in michigan i i'll say like you know i seen a good buck on some public land this year but only me and the guy I was with know where that spot's at. Yeah. Um, you know, and if he wants to take people out there, then so be it. You know, I we talked and I told him, you know, I'm not going to be upset. I don't hunt it enough. You that this is what you're essentially limited to. But if you're going to hunt out of state public land, especially big buck states like Ohio, Kansas, mm-hmm. Iowa, I would be very very quiet about what you shot. You even got a, like, I didn't really understand this until like. Uh, one of the guys, Trey Heiner, he was talking about, like, you, you ever see us take photos, we take photos pointing towards the ground. Like, we'll never point. People want pictures of the scenery of, like, when they got an elk yeah, and all that. It just he's takes like, one person to recognize it. Well, that's what he says. He says, I can tell any, you take a picture of any scenery out here, I can tell you what ridge top and what, what. I was like, there's no way. So someone did on my Facebook post actually pinpoint it. Pinpoint what county it was. This is so insane. How and it was a dissed up field with some grass. Like, I mean, you guys have all seen the yeah. pictures of my Kansas buck. 
Um, so, yeah, I never thought about that, and I didn't even think about it until you just now brought it up. But, yeah, there was one guy who – and I didn't look to see – I mean, unless it was the guy that came up right before we shot it um, or someone that had known about the deer, he didn't really elaborate, and I quickly was just like, oh. <laughs> you know, uh, like, damn. You know, so I, I don't know, but, yeah, he – he was able to comment the uh, the county in which I shot the deer out of. That horseback video I had, remember of me just riding down the the road in there? Yeah. Somebody had a comment. He goes, hey, that's the great little uh, Gray's River. I go, how the fuck did you know that? Dude, and then you're he, lucky you didn't wake up as a lampshade. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how the fuck did he know where the fuck I was at? Just from a horse video, just me walking down a road. Yeah. I was like, what? How the fuck does people know that? It's crazy. And, I mean. And people will go that far for, like, big deer and shit. They'll go crazy. They'll do. Yeah. So, I guess I learned the lesson. I learned it after my Kansas buck, but I was kind of taught it a little bit before because a guy, a buddy of mine, his name's uh, Dave Weibert. He's hunted Kansas, Iowa for a long time. And, uh. When I got my drawing for Kansas, I was like, you know, even before when I was trying to pick out areas, he was like, I was like, you know, where should I go, this or that? And he said, look, man, like, if you get drawn, you know, I'll, I'll look at a map with you and tell you kind of where I, I, I would sit. But uh, I'm not telling you what unit to draw. I'm not telling you where I shot my deer, you know. And I was like, damn, like, what's the issue? Like, you're not going to be out there, you know, you know, what is it? You know, I don't understand um, and then he explained, you know, like I, I have brought people out to my spots and the next thing, you know, like I, I'm getting kicked out of my spots where I, I shot these really nice bucks, mm. you know, and he goes, yeah, maybe, you know, you won't do that, but I've had enough experience to know that that's going to happen again. Well, then I shot my buck in Kansas and very quickly, not anyone really here in Michigan because the people that I hunt with here in Michigan, like only a handful of them go out there. But like on the internet, man, the amount of messages, I've still get messages and it's two years later um, of people going back on that page and they'll message me about that deer. Like I'll guarantee you come next deer season, um, I'll get messages again about like, you know, how I shot it, where I shot it and things like that. Listen, this one was a kind of one like, this was a, a David Riley thing too. Like they were talking about sharing photos, like people sharing photos on public land. And the, but this guy, if he ever runs into a trail camera, he like takes a, a reminder of like the scenery. So if anybody ever shares on one of them websites, like I got this one on camera, he knows what camera that is. Cause he kind of like remembers it. Well, David Riley was saying that take a picture underneath that, that trail camera. So what it's going to take a picture of. So you remember, Okay, and you mark that location. So if anybody ever shares that photo, you know you, you know exactly where that camera is on public land and stuff. I was like, damn, people, and it's not it's not cheating or nothing. It's just like using your resources and stuff. Well, look at you know <clears throat> they're doing the scouting for you basically almost. Look at what Spencer and them do with their trail cameras. You know they don't put them at eye level like the uh -oh. the trail cameras they put up. They're way up, you know. So easily identifiable in that situation if you see them up there but i mean how often are am i looking up while yeah walking? for a trail no. camera no yeah so their, their, their trail cameras probably aren't getting seen a whole lot no but 
I mean, especially if it takes a picture, you, it's hard to do land, you know, yeah. landmarks from a, a photo like. Well, that. yeah, but the I would say they would be able to identify it because how many people are sticking. Would, trail would you ever share a target buck trail cam photo before you either kill them or <clears throat> before season end? Oh, do you ever see me post any? Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> So I will show people, like, especially people I know that are nowhere near, you know, or, like, buddies of mine, you know, I'll show, like, I got this buck on camera, but I don't post none on Facebook. No, I don't. Like, if you guys are texting me or something, yeah, I'd send you a picture and stuff. Yeah. Because neither of you hunt anywhere near me. Yeah. But. Yeah, there's. Not social media, no. No. I used to. Oh, yeah. I used to post my biggest (coughs) memory of the horse I I'm like, hey, I was asking people, how do you kill this? It's right behind my house. And like, people can just look right, no, right where I live and just go, oh, I'm going to kill this deer. Yeah, we catch trespassers and stuff before all the time. Yeah. Park on the next road and walk all the way through. And Yeah, so. yeah I wouldn't. I'm, I have no issues telling people where I hunt in Michigan because I know they can't hunt there. Yep, right? that's how you I know, I have control over that. Um, I'm a little bit more quiet about public land but in michigan like my public land i'm not too it's not that i'm like as boisterous about it as where my private land spots are but i most certainly like you know i'll tell people about hey i seen a pretty good buck on public land i talked about one buck that i seen on public land a bunch i just didn't exactly tell them like where it was at i wouldn't you know even though I didn't really have any intentions of going back out there, but the guy that I went with, like, you know, he did, you know, he was stuck to just public. So me telling everyone else would have just got his spot blown up. Um, but out of state. No, that's no. A... like at the most you're going to get out of me is maybe the unit, you know, as far as Kansas, you know, these are the units I was in. Cause you have two units and each unit's got man, hundreds of pieces of of property so you'd have to do quite a bit of work but like i'm not gonna be like oh yeah i shot it on this piece of weeha you know uh because yeah i learned quickly people it's it's crazy yeah um how much attention that deer got so fast and the guy my buddy dave man he shot some whoppers down in Kansas, bigger. I mean, even bigger than that buck. So I can imagine that. Yeah, he's he's getting blown up too. He's probably had. He doesn't share. He doesn't share much on social media, um, which I'd say you know he's a little bit older than we are. So he probably he didn't really grow up with the social media thing. I mean, like we did. But I imagine if he did, he at some point he probably would have stopped too, just because of that. You know. I shot my buck in Kansas. I put it all over those Kansas pages, but I was just trying to be real quiet about where uh, where exactly I shot it. I mean, yeah, same with, like, my private land spots. I can tell anybody because <clears throat> there's only a couple of us that are allowed to hunt it. And basically landowners, like, they like me being there because every year I catch trespassers. Turkey season, deer season, all the time people are meandering around there when they shouldn't be this is crazy because sometimes it's like i have more problem with people on private than public yeah. like like i barely when i was not in public i barely run into people but private dude all the time we get people on my shit I'm we had a guy two guys in a pickup truck smoking come out in a field when i was turkey hunting this past season i get out and i'm like arms in the air like what the fuck are you guys doing and they drive right past us go around the field and they leave 
I'm glad. I don't know how I would handle that because, I, I mean, it's just not something I've dealt with. So I'm glad I've never had to deal with it. But I'm sure, you know, at some point I'm going to have to deal with it. There's there's always different, you know, things I mean, hopefully that go you on. don't have to. Yeah. yeah it does like, suck. Yeah, I just uh, – that would be so frustrating. I would have a – I would I would really struggle with, with a and, lot of that. And I'm not knocking any of these weapons of choice. Every time I've had an issue, I per- can tell you what it, what they're carrying. I don't see exactly. I know. I think everybody knows what they're fucking they're carrying. It's a crossbow. Yeah. Oh, he the said Sika hat. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally Sika. Right I, I know. That's Whoa. why he said it. <laughs> no, but usually it's yeah. I mean, dude, it's a crossbow or something like that, and that's what usually what they're carrying and stuff like that. It's, I mean, nothing against that, because my brother-in-law, he's a great hunter, really respectful, and he uses a crossbow. So it's not everyone. It's not everyone, but there's a, usually a common theme when I see that shit. It's like, I don't care what you use. You need to follow the rules. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Stay off. Like, no. Stay off my land. Get off my land. That oh, boy. <laughs> Squeal like a pig. I need to carry, I need to carry, yeah, carry a banjo. <laughs> that would keep, up a, in the tree. yeah, that would keep people the fuck out. Dude, if I'm walking through the woods and I hear a banjo. I'm crying. Oh, I'm pulling that Hellcat out. Like, I ain't going down. <laughs> I saw what happened to Burt Reynolds and stuff in Deliverance. I ain't doing that. No, I was John Voight. Yeah. <laughs> um. So here's a hypothetical would you rather deal with trespassers like at the rate in which you do, Anthony, or deal with hunter harassment from the neighbors? Not not trespassers in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. Because you can kind of control trespassers. Those interactions usually don't last more than a few seconds, and like he said, like you can control it because you know you're in the right. They know they're in the wrong. There's not a whole lot they can do, and I've never had them want to like. You know, fight it. Yeah, because I've gotten in arguments with people before, and I thought we were about to throw down, but they always end up, like you said before, a tail between their legs, and they leave. Yeah. Because they know they're wrong. Yeah. I've only ever dealt with a hunter harassment situation once, and it was very, very, and this is on public land, um... And it's hard. The problem with hunter harassment is you have to prove it, right? Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, in this situation, the reason, and this happened last year with Mike and I, we went out to some public land, and it butted up to a guy's house. Well, we I mean, we weren't, I would say we were set up a couple, maybe 100, from his house, we were a good three, 400 yards, you know, um, calling and stuff like that well then all of a sudden uh we started hearing somebody like shoot their gun right well at first we didn't think anything of it well then we started realizing that every time i hit my call they'd shoot their gun so like i'd hit the call and yelp a little bit and then you'd hear bam 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 and it's like man like that's odd, but, you know, whatever. You know, that's not really affecting us. Then um, there went about 20 minutes where nothing really happened. Like, everything, like, they didn't do it or whatnot. And we're like, all right, you know, sweet, maybe. They were, you know, it's just a coincidence. It was not a coincidence because after that time went up, I hit the call once, and then you heard, pow, bam, and they had blown up some tannerite. And uh, 
that's when Mike and I were like, well, this isn't a waste of our time. And we got up and we left. Um, but it's frustrating because you're right. You can't control it, you know? And then the worst part is, is you can call the DNR, but you know, I think we've all seen the videos on the internet, right? Well, I was just mowing my lawn, yeah. you know, well, man, like you're in the middle of a wheat field. You're not mowing your lawn. That's you know? exactly what happened to my girlfriend. Actually, she had to deal with hunter harassment from the guy walking around the property where he shouldn't be. Yeah. And it was the very next day. She's up in her tree stand, and she texts me because I didn't go out that evening. And uh, she said, I won't say his name. Well, I can say his first name because fuck that guy. <laughs> but Al is mowing his field. And I'm like, what? And, yeah. And then our other buddy Joe, his property, you know, he's on the other side of the river. And, yeah, he said he could hear it and everything. And he was out there riding around his property in a lawnmower. Yeah. During you know five o'clock prime time deer hunting. Oh my god! You know, and, and he how hunts do you? Too. Yeah, and how do you? You can't prove it. I right. mean, and you can't do nothing. No. Like the other one is all oh, like I'm walking my. It's my property. I can walk it whenever you I want. Yeah, you have a valid you know argument. You are 100 percent correct. You can walk it whenever you want. But you're but doing you're, it to be a dick. Yes. Yeah. Like there was an obvious reason for why you're doing it. So yeah, I I mean, that's the only time I've really ran into it and thankfully like we didn't even see the per- the dude never we never talked to the guy. Nothing. It's just um In that situation I'm glad I didn't run into Oh, I, don't, oh, I, I was pretty door. <laughs> Yeah. I was pretty fired up about it, but like we got back to the truck, called it a day and then actually ended up going in there the next day. And we called the Tom up, but we couldn't get a shot at it, you know. But, you know, so he didn't affect it too much. It's just the fact of the matter of, like, man, like, I'm not bothering you. Like, why are you actively trying to ruin my hunt? But in his defense, I mean, being that he is late, you know, he owns land that butts up to state land, I imagine he's also probably dealt with the reverse side of, you know, people being disrespectful. But still, like, I don't know. I think that the respect thing goes both ways. Yeah. People are shitty. Yeah. It'll get better. No. It won't. No. <laughs> no. It I'll won't. get worse. Probably. I mean, I, I that's like like it's hard for like all these people like sometimes like well I hunt public land and like I don't ever see that like it's just like yeah but we're like the one percenters of like you know like we're so respectful and all this stuff like it's just like you'll get these fucking people that just want to just well i just want to know where they get the nerve like i'm on private property and if i'm going to move my tree stand i call the landowner and make sure it's okay like hey can i set a stand over in you know 40 yards this direction they're like oh yeah you know no problem but it's like that but then you get like you said so we were i was talking to a guy today the guy right next door he's renovating the house he owns 40 acres he let me turkey hunt it last year and i talked to him today about rabbit hunt and he was like well like you know, let me talk to my wife first. You know, I, she's been, you know, she's not a huge fan of a bunch of people kind of coming over. And I said, look, not a problem. I said, I'll tell you what. I said, if she says yes or whatever, I said, I'll call you before I ever come out. And I said, I won't be bringing anybody else out. It'll just be me and my dogs, you know, like, you know, we'll, I, I'll make sure that I, I take care of your stuff. The other thing he brought up is he goes, you know, the other concern is, uh, he goes, I don't necessarily think that you'll do it, but, you know, when you have people out there that you don't really know that well, something happens, the next thing you know, they're held liable. Lawsuits. Yeah. And then he actually had told me a situation about how 
not hunting related, but he had actually had a guy come out and work on his like siding or whatever, and the dude fell off a ladder. And the dude pretty much demanded, you need to pay for all this or I'm going to sue you. And it was his friend. And it's like, well, like, you know, so that's what kills people. And it would, it really hurts when people like us try and go and get properties to hunt, um, you know, or things like that, because you're only going to get burned on that one time before you're, you're just done with it. Well, it's just our system though, that like that, I'm not trying to get too political, but like robbers coming into houses and breaking glass and cutting themselves and suing the homeowner, like. <laughs> yeah. How the fuck does that hold up in court? It's like these hunting stuff. Like, I was on your hunting land and I f- fell and broke my leg. Like, accidents happen. That's like well, and then that's God. where like, that's like, where people bitch about leases. But at the end of the day, guess what a lease does for a landowner? Oh. It covers their ass. It's basically, because, a waiver. Yeah, there's yeah. a contract that says like, if you get hurt here, you know, you're you're held liable. I'm not I'm not in trouble. So you know, people bitch about. Leases taking over hunting and things like that, but a big part of that is because of people doing dumb shit and farmers just not wanting to deal with it, right. or or landowners trying to protect well, themselves. And, and a lot of times, like they want lease, they want money because they know if they just get permission. And I'm not saying all people like this. More people with permission don't have nothing to lose. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I didn't put five hundred thousand dollars on this land. So if I fuck it up, yeah. I don't care. I right. no money. I'll just go find pocket. somewhere else to hunt. Like, and I'm not saying we would. I'd be like, I would think really cautiously if I had a couple, you know, dollars on stuff. I'm like, well, I don't want to really fuck this up. I already paid and all this. Not like I'm gonna do anything, but that keeps it. It's like a free dog. Yeah. You don't, don't want to give away a free dog because you don't know who the owner is. If somebody's willing to pay a couple bucks, they're gonna be like, I'm gonna take care of this dog because they actually truly want the dog. Yep. It's just everything boils down to respect, whether it's public land private land there there just seems to be one common thing missing in that kind of more of a lack of respect yeah than anything you see it all the time yeah that's sad like this season there's teenagers trespassing on a neighbor's property hooting and hollering stuff along with my tree stand i'm like what the fuck like kid serious like it's everyone in you know ovid knows it's hunting season. Why would you ever go around any woods? Uh, they're kids. Yeah, they're kids. Like, well, they're probably like 17, 18. I don't know. I think that I think one thing I struggle with as a person too is like these things make me so mad, but I'll always try to find a reason of why like to justify their actions, right? Well, they're just kids, you know. When or, I was seventeen. I knew not to do that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> or I, I knew, you know, I or like even yeah. even the the guy that you know we dealt with. Well, you know, I I bet he's dealt with a bunch of other public land hunters being you know rude to him. I don't know if maybe that's just my way of making the situation feel better, and so I'm not upset about it. But yeah, I don't. Uh, maybe I need to work on that. Just be meaner to people. Yeah, see, I, I'm the opposite. I'm just a dick right away. Yeah, yeah. You just got to be. You got to show dominance. Established dominance. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many jokes I can say right now that I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we already have the market explicit. I used to try to be clean, but, like, I just can't help it but cuss. I don't know why. I just cuss so Probably much. the trade why? you're in. Because you're an adult? Because yeah. <laughs> we're grown up? Yeah. So we're allowed to? I guess that's true. 
Oh, I, so. I, I'm terrible. I'm like a sailor, especially at work. Yeah, it's it's bad. So, what what do you think, like, the biggest thing going in this season is going to be for you? I mean, wh- I mean, we talked a little bit on another episode stand about Stand placement. Stand placement? What kind of stands are you running right now? Are you, like, a lot of presets? Buddy. Yeah, just hang-ons and some climbing sticks. So, I am uh, might go buy, like, a new quick set, like a lone wolf or something. We'll just kind of see what happens this year with everything but so yeah my mom my stepdad broke up and all his shit's gone so i got room now in the back of the farm and we got rid of the horse so that pasture is coming down and that's like three acres so you gained land i gained oh yeah he's a piece of shit you've been waiting years for that yeah this is this is a good thing so i'm gonna get more stands and place them around just Really, this year I'm going to focus on stand placement. Change a couple things up. Um, kind of see how that works out. And then new camo. <laughs> you yeah. get some Sitka? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. No. Dude, that hunt wore stuff. I was man. about to say. I would, yeah. I, I, don't I just I'm... earlier today saw like an ad for it and screenshotted it. Just yeah. so I can remember like when it d- does come time. But my buddy Cameron, he's got this Nomad stuff, yeah. and he wears it during, you know, like, rut time, and he's just wearing a t-shirt and pants, and he puts these bibs in this, like, it's almost like a jacket, and he stays warm all day, just single layer. I'm like, dude, that's what I need. Yeah. So I'm kind of leaning towards that, because it looks really comfortable, too. Yeah. I just know, I think I'm not like I'm done with Sika. I'll never buy Sika again, but I think I'm going to do Huntworth and just like they have a key heat boost stuff and all that. Because I don't like bulky shit. And I have the, the Fanatic jacket, the Sika Fanatic jacket. It's just too much for me. It's too much bulk on me. I'm like a hoodie guy. I hate jackets. Yeah, I wear a bunch of like thermals yeah. and stuff. I'll wear like four thermals in a hoodie. Yeah, yeah. Sitka really needs to work on their pocket situation. That's, yeah. for me, my, the pocket situation for Sitka is what killed me, but I might look into something else. It's the price for me. Well, yeah. Price is an ideal I try idea. to be stingy. Like, I won't hesitate to drop $2,000 on like a gun to plink around with or something, but it's just like, I can't bring myself yeah. to spend 500 bucks on a jacket. Yeah. Or something, you know. Uh, what I, mean? I mean, yeah, mine wasn't that much, but mine's real light stuff. I just, it's the like my Under Armour <coughs> stuff is was the same price, or it was actually a little bit cheaper, and uh, it keeps me warmer. The pocket setup is a lot better. I can put things in a little more accessible spot. It's just all around more convenient. Yeah, and then not to mention it keeps me warmer and like what killed me with Sika was man, the way their zippers work are just man, I spent so much money in the zipper is controlled by a little tiny string that comes unraveled in the, after you washed a couple of times. So, I don't know. I could tell you I probably won't buy Sitka again. You just got to burn the ends. It's just paracord. Just burn the ends and it will still burn. like yeah, I hearing understand. you talk about it, though, knowing how much that stuff costs, yeah. you're not completely satisfied. Right there, that's a big no. Yeah, yeah I, I'll probably never. <coughs> honestly, if I look at another type of camo, um, I might look into Badlands. I have that Badlands backpack right there, and it's fucking, and that thing's sweet. And they have a lifetime warranty. Um, no matter all, what, all these big bucks that you guys have seen me kill, Walmart camo. 
the uh, same the same forty dollar outfit for the last well, eight or ten years. Well, and that's the thing is camo doesn't kill deer. You know, what I mean, it just makes you sitting still and having the wind in your face does. Yeah, it's just like yes, I want to be warm, and don't get me wrong, the sickest stuff keeps me warm and all that, but we're now at a point where like the te- technology is getting so much these other companies are are making the same product for a third of the price. Yeah, you're just like okay, now it's now it's just like bedazzled jeans and regular Wranglers, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that picture that meme that shows these two dudes in a gunfight. One guy's shooting over a counter, the other guy's like holding himself like, you know, curled up in a ball crying and said dudes who wear Sika and then like guys who wear Walmart camo. Yeah. <laughs> it just that thing made me laugh pretty good, but and I have nothing against Sika. It's just it's just a lot of money on yeah, basically clothes. Yeah, it was a bit of a lesson learned for me. I mean, I I'll spend the money on camo. It's just uh when I spent that kind of money, I mean, it was for that for that jacket, the pants, and then that base layer was like seven hundred bucks, and, um, and and you're not completely satisfied. That's yeah. like what would bother me. Yeah, that was yeah, that was the <clears throat> issue. But then like that Badlands back there, right? That was a two hundred some dollar backpack. Um, it's the best purchase I've ever made. You know, and then for a backpack, two hundred and I think it was close to after tax. I think two hundred and fifty dollars. There's not a perfect backpack for me. I've never found one. I've gone through so many. I did the Mystery Ranch pop up twenty eight, the pop up thirty six or thirty eight. I mean, I don't know what you're looking for in a backpack. I can just tell you with that backpack right there. Absolutely not. I can tell you right put now. everything I need in it. I can hold my. I can actually put my bow in the back of it if I wanted to, a bow or a gun. Yeah. I can strap the amount of things I can strap to the back of that the, man. There's just for not only that, but man, I put that backpack through some shit in the last two years, and it's still holding together. Like every, same with mine, I got mine for twelve bucks at Walmart. My Walmart backpack. That thing is taking a beating. The reason I upgraded to a more expensive backpack was because those Walmart backpacks I had after like a year would just. I have two of them sitting upstairs in my truck right now, and I use them for, like, ice fishing or rabbit hunting. But they just – they carry them around on my tree stand or, you know, things like that. They got beat up pretty quick. And with that backpack right there, man, I think this is that this was my second season with it. And that's what I expected out of the Sitka was to be that happy with it, and it just – it wasn't. So I think now when I – you know I, what to go to. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, when I yeah. – when I switch, you know, if I go buy camo this year, Badlands would be a top one. I'll be honest. I'll look at Huntworth, too, um, just because of, you know, listening to you and then listening to the working class bow hunter guys. They have a lot of good things to say. And realistically, it's a fraction of the price. So if I don't like it, guess what? Like, I'm not going to be nearly as upset as I am about the sickest stuff. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm going to be between Nomad and Huntworth. Yeah, and yeah, and Huntworth like not like they always have a sale, but they, like they actually have sale. I've never seen sick of shit on sale unless it's getting discontinued. Their on sale stuff still costs twice as much as anything we're talking about. Yeah, no. Like, but so when you go out of state, you say you might go out of state next year. What kind of rig are you gonna like hunt stand? Are you gonna are you gonna, are you a climber guy or? Oh, you think I got this dad bod from rocking climbers? <laughs> it's been a while. So last yeah. time I used a climber was with Tyler, and that was when probably that uh, fall that you, me, and him went out on Doe Patrol. Yeah. 
I think that was the last time I used a climber, so no. <laughs> I, got, I got one right there you can use. No. <laughs> ask, you need to ask Tyler about trying to climb with that lone wolf I got right there. The thing's a chore. Yeah, I don't. I'm just going to get, you know, like a new quick set. Yeah. So That's the way to go. That or saddle. Um, I, I just like the idea of sitting. You know. Yep, that's where I prefer but, the quick set. Like my, I'm a heavy equipment operator, so I'm used to sitting. I'm going to keep it that way. I can tell <laughs> you my plan is actually, hopefully my wife doesn't listen to this, Latitude just came out with carbon sticks, and I want to buy them bad. So my XOP sticks are really nice, but they're heavy. Um, so I might switch out the sticks um, and see how it is because the stand XOP made I'm in love with, but... Because it's a nice, it's a big stand, but it's not that heavy. And I think if I could just shave off a little bit of weight in the sticks, man, it would be yeah, perfect. Changer. Thumb yeah. sticks of titties. Yeah, I like I like big stands, like big platforms. I like the fuel secure up there, a lot of room and stuff. Yeah. My my buddy... Um, I don't even understand why this tree... My tree stand should be down here. Um, my buddy Brat, he, he uses a saddle, but he uses a, a lone wolf tree stand as his platform so yeah, he like can the, just loosen the room he can just loosen the thing well he got a loan with custom i think he got the 5.0 or the 1.0 so it's a little bit smaller platform but if he, he can always unloosen his and then sit right down and all that i thought that was all right but i mean if you're trying to shed right and all that i mean i don't know if you're being a weight weenie it, i don't think that's the way to go but if not i mean i i like that ideal maybe the 5.0 and stuff but then you're talking about big money, making that big Chipotle money. I don't think I should have said that. Yeah. <laughs> Trademark or blah, 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 blah. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I'm probably going to go that route if I go down with them this year. Go with a lone wolf setup. I just, I got a couple of buddies that have that. and The only nice. thing I think that you might not like about the lone wolf setup is their stands generally run a little bit smaller. I like the one that he's got. It's... It's smaller than like what I'm used to. Is it a salt, or a salt two or something like that? Yeah. So so it's, it's the bigger platform one of that they offer, and I'm completely fine with it. Like, I wish I had my XOP down here because the XOP stand is like the same size as what, and I, I mean I'm not sure, but it's, it's relatively close to the muddies, but it's nowhere near the weight. Um, yeah, that muddy stand. Is the other thing heavy. I absolutely adore <clears throat> about my XOP, and I imagine Lone Wolf has one, is that cross back bracket. Um, the offset bracket. The no, offset they don't bracket. have an offset bracket. So the offset bracket makes setting it up so easy because you put this little bracket on the tree, and if the tree's crooked, it's got three slots, so you can move the top and to wherever. Yep. Yeah. And um, that would be. Super nice. Yeah, and it's kind of nice. You just have you just hook the bracket up, and then you could just go, so you don't have to do the. Yeah, there's nothing yep. more fun than when the tree's crooked or something. And you got to, you know, twenty feet up, hanging with one leg wrapped around the tree, putting the stick behind your yeah. stand. Yeah. <laughs> with so I've never. Yeah, this makes it a million times easier. <clears throat> um, that's what I really enjoy about that XOP. But I will say, I'm gonna try to convince the wife to let me buy them latitude sticks just for sheer weight they're pretty expensive no i think they're, they're like two something for a three pack i think is what well, the guy a buddy of mine was telling me bad. no and they're they're carbon fiber so yeah, they're gonna they're be fucking... stupid like we well, can look it up look when's it. your birthday they're not September. out yet they're, oh. they're not out yet. 
<clears throat> I'm still Googling it. When's your, an- or when's your anniversary? Yeah. <laughs> um, August. Oh, see? Right there. there. There it is, right there. Yeah. Yeah, I think for my girlfriend's birthday, early birthday present, I'm going to get her a Tacticam. She wants her own trail camera. She wants to, like, do stuff herself, too. When's her birthday? It's three days after mine. Well, I mean. August 3rd. Mine's August 3rd. Oh, well, you, August 6th. Yeah, these are the. Oh, dude, those things are sweet. And it says they're 18 inches, so they're, they're not overly small. And they have, you see that they have the Aider ready already on them? Somebody else said that, too, yeah. They're Aider ready, and you're just using uh, whatever uh, Amsteel cable on them. You can use a strap, or you can just do the Amsteel on them. That has built-in Amsteel. So you can just do they the weigh, cross knot. They weigh 19 ounces. Oh, God. So pound in three <laughs> ounces. <laughs> Fuck. It's With a, the Amsteel, Amsteel was nothing. Because I have Amsteel on my all my sticks now. So you ain't gonna break that stuff. Dude, no. There's no way. Not a chance. You the only they way have, you're that's coming undone is you put the the, the cross knot or whatever on You did there. it wrong. You, you did it wrong. It's user error. Yeah. So they have them on Lancaster at a registered price of two thirty nine ninety nine. For three? For three. I'd buy oh. six. Oh my God! So eighty-five bucks a stick is what they have here, which, when compared to other sticks in that range, like the B sticks, are ninety-nine bucks a piece. Yeah, and the Lone Wolf Customs are, they're they're up there. So realistically, for eighty-five bucks a stick, that's a that's a deal. I mean, if it's something you're gonna really use and you plan on going and doing that kind of hunting and stuff, yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Put the money and do it. Yep. I mean, you get what you pay for. Oh put yeah. A lot of things. I don't know if I would. I don't know. I might if my wife will let me. I'll, I'll buy, just buy four. <laughs> I buy six. Buy six? Why do you? You need don't six? need six. How high are you going? <sighs> I know eighteen inches seems like a um a short amount, but I'll tell you, eighteen inch. So you so you set the first and stick. It depends on what you're describing. I've used them before and stuff. It's just my short, stubby little legs. <laughs> yeah, I do. I stack mine on top of each other. Yeah, like I'll have like this I much think... of a gap between them. So oh, I have less. And but have I... you ever used an aider? I don't even know what that is. So an aider. Yeah, don't worry. I asked said the same thing. So when he said aider ready, what it is? It's like a cable. And it hangs down, and you like put your foot in. Oh, it. that like, and then you extra go step up. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you an put an, if okay. you put an eight around one of those, it'd be nothing to get 25 feet up into a tree with them. Easy. Yeah, and no, I'm you, that kind of guy who like my climbing sticks. I'm standing right there, and I just take a step over right to my stand, and I don't have to like pull myself oh, okay. up or anything. I'm just. I think if you, you get the eighter, you'd be surprised because you can get triple eighters. I don't like them ones. I, I use a double eighter. I feel like I'm climbing on like a kid's net or something if yeah. I had those. I think I'll stick to a single eighter because I've never tried yeah, it. But I can tell you, so the three. This is where I wish I had my sticks. I do double on the bottom. Do double on the bottom. And then just do singles all the way. Yeah, that would be fine because yeah. if something happened, you're only you're at the bottom. Yeah, you're at the bottom, a couple feet off. Like I, my XOP sticks, they are three steps, so they're right around twenty, twenty four inches. So it's a little bit longer. And with I, if I took four of them, I'm all of twenty, easily twenty feet. And that's with stacking them on top of each other. Like it's it's nothing to be. Get my get up 20, 25 feet in a tree with those. And I usually like to be like at least 16 feet up. Yeah, You'll roughly. be able to do that easy, yeah, even with I'm... those three sticks. But I usually sit like 20, 22 feet is where my platform is. 
depending on the tree well, I will and the say and stuff, of when you get to somewhere where you can't cut limbs, um, at least I've learned that I'll I'll hang it 12 feet up just because I have more cover there um, as opposed to being 16, 18 and having a lot less cover. So that's the... Well, you then you can't get no shot out because yeah. you're just going through the, like the bottom canopy. Yeah, so I just, I don't know, I mean... My experience with public land is I don't worry too much about how high I can get up. I try to find a tree that I know is within that 20-foot range that I can at least find some cover in between in there. Yeah, that'll be the first thing I would look for is cover. But they are way better than climbers where you have absolutely no cover. Yeah, and then you're very, very limited in what tree to yeah. go up. Well, you can't. <laughs> I, I don't like that. You yeah. can't use them out south. Them cottonwood trees and shit. Yeah, Kansas, it would have been a waste of my time. I want to be able, like, if I see something going on over in this area, and, like, I have to go there now and get up in a tree in the next half hour, I don't want to sit through. <laughs> my experience no. is I can get up a tree I hope that you got the, right the tree. exact yeah. same rate uh, with a climber, with my XOP as I can with a climber. And the best thing about the mobile rigs now and stuff is, like, if you – and it used to be, like, I'm setting this tree, I'm not moving. You know what I mean? Now with the mobile rig, I was like, I'm not in the right tree, and I know I have enough time. I can get out of this and just put it in the right tree. Yep. Yeah, I used, used them before, and I can get up a tree – a lot faster than I can a climber. It's like, yeah. I got to stop and breathe and stuff on that. Yeah. <laughs> I got half a left lung, so it's, it's really hard for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, you'd uh, enjoy that. No, I would not. <laughs> Keep that right there in that corner. <laughs> no. I don't think it's left since I've been coming over here. I bought that thing for 50 bucks. That's a steal of a deal. Well, for 50 bucks, I'd buy it too. Yeah. And I'd sell it for 100. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've shot some deer out of it. It's not bad. It's just since I've upgraded now, Dude, I'll never go back. You could trade one latitude stick for that thing probably right now. No. No, you couldn't. No, So one person would see that and say, why would I use that? No, oh, whatever. That's um, that ancient, ancient technology. What? That Summit Viper. Yeah. That's, that's what I had. I took many naps in that. and But. I don't want to do that anymore. I'd rather just, you know, crawl up a tree. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you got any closing notes or? No, I we did a great job of putting some product placement in today. So, you know, if anyone's listening, we're available. We're. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen to us. <laughs> they already clicked off after like two minutes. Well, they're going to be disappointed then. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Well, Anthony, I mean, is there anything you want to plug or anything? You got anything? People no, want to... just already waiting for season. Yeah, I know. You got to get through turkey season first. Oh, dude, I'm so pumped for turkey season. You know? I'm insanely excited for that. Yeah, I'm really excited. I live for turkey season. Like, I love turkey season. You only Bow can... hunt big bucks, turkey season's right here. Oh, I was going to say, what, what are you going to do? Bow hunt or deer or turkey ever again? You only can hunt one. Deer. Well, obviously deer. Yeah. But if I had to pick between musky fishing or turkey, I'm going to pick turkey. Damn. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you guys know I like yeah. fishing for those. Yeah, so. for sure. So, so. all righty. Well, we'll, uh, we'll see you next month.